413-736-2781. Bishop Swan in the house with you. Good morning. Listen, there was some who feared that the rally that they um, had in Portland um, this weekend was going to be uh, like the most violent fascist rally of the Trump era. Um, a few hundred um, fascists, proud boys, white supremacists uh, invaded Portland um, on Saturday. Um, but they didn't get they didn't get the um, the violent spectacle that they were craving for. Uh, there was a much larger group of anti-fascists um, um, to let them know that they weren't welcome into the city. Uh, of course, the fascists belong to the far right groups, alt right, white supremacist groups, you know, Proud Boys, Patriot Prayer, Three Percenters, etc. Um, and those groups have often uh, confronted and attacked anti fascist protesters um, in their previous rallies. Uh, but this time they were barely given the chance to do so because when they arrived at the park, uh, they were kept separated from Antifa or anti-fascists um, by concrete barriers and a, a group of police officers. Uh, so they ambled about singing the national anthem, chanting USA for 30 minutes, uh, and then they decided it was time to go. <laughs> they didn't get their um, intended result. Um, and, of course, they were accommodated um, by the Portland police uh, who has been criticized for siding with and sometimes maintaining friendly relationships with far-right extremists. Um, they escorted them to the bridge uh, that was closed off to the rest of the city residents uh, so they could happily march across um, uh, the Willamette River um, and then meet up with some other white supremacists on the other side. So, you know, while while Trump is trying to label Antifa as a terrorist organization, um, right-wing white supremacist groups get police escorts. <laughs> Isn't that something? <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely amazing. Um, the... Um, FBI said the most dangerous terror groups in the United States are white supremacist groups, but yet um, 46 minus one just this past weekend, just um, on um, Saturday, uh, tweeted out again, you know, that they're looking very closely at whether or not to label Antifa as a terrorist group. So, you know, major considerations, he said, an organization. And, and here's the thing. Once again, Antifa stands for anti-fascist. You want to label the groups that oppose white supremacists as terrorists, but not the terrorist groups. I mean, it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. Uh, one of our Instagram viewers said that the uh, Portland police um, basically have become a white supremacist group. 
Um, they're certainly they're they are certainly very friendly with them. Hey, Pastor DJ, um, they're certainly over overly friendly with them, um, and and we're making sure um, that they were well taken care of. Um, but that's what happens, you know, um, in a white supremacist nation uh, where white supremacy has now become acceptable to be covert again under this white supremacist president. It's okay to take care of white supremacist organizations and to label um, black groups and other groups that oppose them as the terrorists. Um, Remember that FBI report was leaked that although Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, testified before Congress, every terrorist act committed in 2018, every terrorist act that they investigated had to do with white supremacists. He testified that on July 23rd before Congress, yet FBI records were leaked that said that the Department of Justice prioritized so-called black identity extremists and get this, animal rights activists as greater threats than white supremacists. Are you serious? This is what they did. And I tell you, our nation is is polarized, it's divided, and um, its priorities are all screwed up um, under this fascist regime. 413-736-2781. So, <clears throat> Israel... Um, you know, this, this stuff just, it gets crazier and crazier. Israel decides at the behest of Trump, uh, there was going to be a congressional delegation to go over to Israel, particularly visiting the West Bank, um, um, and seeing the condition that's going on with the Palestinians. Uh, and it included, of course, Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar from uh, Minnesota, and Congressman Congresswoman uh, Rashida Tlaib from uh, Michigan, who are both Muslims, both people of color. Tlaib is is a Palestinian, and um, Omar is uh, Somalian American. <clears throat> so you got an African uh, American, a Palestinian American, both Muslims. And they are political opponents to Trump. Um, So Trump tweets that Israel shouldn't let them in the country. Israel, who had already approved the the delegation coming over, decided to reverse course. And Bibi Netanyahu, who's a white supremacist himself, um, decides he better listen to what his fellow Ku Klux Klan buddy in the White House has to say and denies them access. Basically, Trump laid a trap and Israel walked right into it. They broke with accepted norms. Uh, Trump's 
blatant pressure was unprecedented and it was an abuse of power. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu banning, not not even just banning regular citizens, that would have been wrong in and of itself for the reasons, but Democratic Congresswomen, elected members of Congress, yet the Congress allows Netanyahu to come to the United States and address joint sessions of Congress. After this little gimmick, he should never, ever be able again to address a joint session of Congress. Any prime minister who has the audacity at the request of a white supremacist president to ban members of Congress from coming into the country should never be able to address a joint session of Congress ever again. Not only that, not only that, we give Israel over $3 billion in aid every year. $3 billion. But you're going to arbitrarily ban black people and Muslims and Palestinians from coming into the country because the Klan member in the White House said so? But our tax dollars is giving y'all $3 billion a year so you can have free health care and bolster your military? Something wrong with that picture. Something is wrong with that picture. Um, um, and that Israel doesn't have the intestinal fortitude to ignore pressure from Donald Trump is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Um, um, and no, criticizing Israel is not anti-Semitic. So don't even try it. You know that 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 that's always that the commentary is always any that that's what they put on Rashida Tlaib. That's what they put on Ilhan Omar. They're anti-Semitic because they criticize Israel's treatment of Palestinians. Apartheid is going on in Israel, and it's not just the Palestinians. They're racist against Ethiopian Jews, against black Jews in Israel. There's all kinds of white supremacy and racism going on in Israel. But then uh, people say if you criticize Israel, you're automatically anti-Semitic. That's ridiculous. That's asinine. In any nation that we give $3 billion a year to, we have the right to critique them. Um. So that that so that happened, and then of course what I really want to get to is this this whole thing with Jay Z and the NFL. Four one three seven three six two seven eight one. Now open up the phone lines on that. Uh, you heard you heard the message or portions of the message. You can get that once again on my podcast. The full message. It's it's called is entitled Ninety Nine Problems and a Conscience Ain't One. Um, but listen, um, as it turns out, Jay-Z, when he wore that Kaepernick jersey and went on Saturday Night Live and talked against the NFL, he, he, he wasn't really engaging in a protest. He, he was making a sales pitch. Um, in, 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 his, in his song last year, 
um, the, that lead single off of Apis, off of the Beyonce Jay Z collaboration, um, Everything is Love. Um, he summarized his infamous rejection of the Super Bowl halftime show. And he said, and I quote, I said no to the Super Bowl. You need me. I don't need you. Well, on Wednesday, the NFL admitted that Hove was right when they announced this multi-year agreement with Rock Nation to lead their music and entertainment endeavors, Um, which was a shocker for some um, because Jay-Z has been a vocal proponent of criminal justice reform. Um, He's expressed his frustrations with law enforcement mistreatment of black men. He's embedded that in his music. Um, It's intimately connected to him um, as self-appreciation for his business endeavors. He's written op-eds for the New York Times about nonviolent drug offenses. He's produced commentaries on Trayvon Martin, Khalif Boulder, and Meek Mill. But now here he is laying down suppressive fire for the NFL, telling us the time for kneeling is over. Um, um, The most glaring symbol, though, of the NFL's ambivalence to such topics languishes out of sight. And his name is Colin Kaepernick. Three years ago, this past Wednesday, he began a protest. He sat and then later knelt during the ceremonial performance of the national anthem to protest social injustice, specifically police brutality. He's not stepped onto an NFL gridiron in three years, despite having the statistical record, the playoff pedigree, to be a starting quarterback. He was blackballed. The league settled a grievance over his um, situation, but he remains unsigned despite his insistence that he's interested and in shape to play. He hasn't been under a contract in over 900 days, despite being ready, willing, and able. All right. Um, You know, the further he gets from playing, the more he looks like Johnny Unitas to those on the side of the agenda. But he's been ready. He, he, He could definitely start on some teams and he could definitely be a backup. Uh, even 900 days later, Landry Jones just signed with the XFL. So even the worst quarterbacks seem to have life, but NFL teams are averse to alienated, um, ticket buyers, you know, uh, having a distraction having white folks mad at them because they got this black guy back in the league. Um, um, Because once Kaepernick is on a roster, the protest wouldn't stop, Um, especially um, with what's still going on in our country. I mean, Kaepernick easily could be on a team, and he should be 
on a team. But nobody bothers to put themselves in his shoes. It's easier to cast him as the oppressor as opposed to the one who's fighting oppression. Um, um, and here's my thing. How are you going to inspire change, which is the moniker of the NFL's new social justice endeavor that Jay-Z and Rock Nation are going to be heading up? How do you inspire change and with a serious face act like you're concerned about social justice and you still have a black man blackballed from your league for standing against injustice. How does that work? Maybe somebody can call in and tell me because I'm confused. I'm confused. And, 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 and I'm confused when Jay says, when he says, you know, you know, we knelt, we're, 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 we're past that. We're, we're past that. Who is the we? Who is the we that's past that, Jay? I mean, Trump's Department of Justice just decided they weren't going to give justice to Eric Garner after five years. Uh, Tamir Rice doesn't have justice. Sandra Bland doesn't have justice. Stephon Clark doesn't have justice. So many black men and women who've been murdered by police unjustly don't have justice because the people who murdered them were never held accountable. But you talking about now that I got a contract, we're past kneeling. Dude, are you serious? But he is. He said, we're done with it. Listen to him. Kneeling. We're done with that. He said, we're done with it. Okay. I think we've, Past kneeling, we're done with that. Okay, I think we've passed kneeling. We're done with that. No, Jay, no, we are not done with that. As long as this disparity still exists in this criminal injustice system, as long as black folk can still be murdered indiscriminately, and courts all over the nation either don't indict or acquit the uh, cops who murder us. We ain't done with that. We're not done with that. You're done with that. You know, uh, you decided you can move on from that because, hey, you know, you got your multi-million dollar contract. So you're done with that. But those families who lost their loved ones, they ain't done with that. I mean, where they do that at, bruh? I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not understanding. Somebody going to have to help me, help me to help you to help me help. Somebody help me understand how, how are we done with, with kneeling and protesting, uh, and and I, and here's the thing, you know I'm not saying that that's the only thing that we do. You you know 
I am not saying that all we should do is protest because our movement has never been just protest. We've always had a multi-pronged agenda uh, to black liberation. Uh, and and um, protesting is only part of it. Agitation is part of it. Um, we agitate. Um, we educate. Uh, we litigate. I mean, we do a whole lot of different things when it comes to black liberation. Good morning, caller. Yes, good morning. I just uh, want to kind of weigh in on your subject that you're speaking of right now and um, kind of coming to the end of it. I didn't want to jump in, and you know, because you got a good, um, you know, program going right now. Um, but just where you are right now, um, people are waiting for us to quit and give up, and that's what we've been doing right through history is going with the pressure and giving up. But I'm old school, and I don't plan on giving up on anything. So hopefully – uh, with Jay-Z and all these other guys that feel as though they've made it. Well, you haven't made it yet. And you're not going to say that you've made it until we all start to make it. So right now with Jay-Z and these guys that's got, you know, deep pockets and like that, uh, they haven't made it at all. And uh, just uh, quickly, sir, I just want to throw in a couple things here with um, that I was watching on uh, Connecting Point on WGGB. Uh, I believe it was a weekend with uh, Ray Herschel was a narrator. And, of course, they had the mayor, Dominic Cerno, and uh, I believe it was last, first name was Calvin Kennedy. Uh, well, these guys are talking about um, their, their revivalization of, of Springfield. So funds-wise, I just want to ask you a question. I'm sure you're more learning about these things than I am. Uh, where are the funds coming from and where are the funds going in order to do that? So I just wanted to go get a couple of words in on your, your program this morning. And I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for your call. I can't answer that at the moment because I, I didn't see that show and I don't know specifically what they were talking about. And it would be irresponsible for me to comment on that without having that information. But certainly we'll we'll look into that. Um, yeah, but, but we're not done. We're not done. I, I don't know why Jay thinks... I got my contract. Now I'm going to pretend that the NFL. Dude, these billionaire team owners, most of whom continue to donate to Donald Trump. How, how, how do the NFL team owners and league executives donate to an openly racist white supremacist and think that because you put a black rapper in front of us that we're supposed to think you're serious about social justice. Here's a dude who just got two women of color banned from going to Israel. Here's a dude who wants to keep all Muslims out of the country. Here's a dude who thinks all nations run by black people are s-holes and all cities run that have black Congress people are infested. And these guys donate millions of dollars to this dude. But we're supposed to think they're genuine about social justice because they put a black rapper in front of us. They insult us and Jay-Z insults us. Just because you got in bed 
with a bunch of billionaire white supremacists don't mean all of black America is going down that road. See, sometimes people have an over-exaggerated sense of self-worth. And 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 they were there were some lyrics that were leaked um just today um about Jay-Z clapping back on the criticism he's taken since since Wednesday. Um and one of the things he says in here that just blows my mind. Um uh, well, I'll just read the whole thing. He says, niggas tried to end me for partnering with the NFL. They don't want Hove to achieve greatness, I can tell. Even after Wayne, 21, Khalif, Trayvon, and helping me get bail. I did it from the heart. Y'all did it for the clout. Biggest leap of faith, no rope or safety net. I'm jumping out. Who else do more for the culture? Told niggas on the blueprint how to move in a room full of vultures. I'm going to stop right there, but who else do more for the culture? That's an over-exaggerated sense of self-worth when you think that you've done more for black culture than anybody else. You are a part of black culture. You have done something for black culture. You've done something for black people. But dude, dude, it ain't that serious. It, 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 it ain't that serious, bruh. Who else do more for the culture? Man, please. 413-736-2781. 413-736-2781. Don't gaslight us, Jay. It, it, it's, it's transparent. It's crystal clear what you did. And see, that is an old tactic that white folks have been using forever. Whenever you get black voices of dissent, we've got to go find a safe Negro who the people, who can resonate with the people to shut down the voices of dissent. They use that on every level in the black community. I remember 20-something years ago, a white police officer, Joe Bradley, made a racist telephone call to my church. That was followed up by a guy named George Egmalian, a National Guardsman, um, who made another call and threatened to burn my church down if I didn't drop charges against the police officer. Well, of course... Uh, the Springfield Police Department was under scrutiny. Um, I, you know, I, I had always been a voice of dissent about police brutality and the need for police reform. And what happened was they went and got some black preachers to make statements to try to silence what I had to say. I found out through the grapevine they were having a press conference over at this church I wasn't invited to. It was my church they threatened to burn down. It was my family I was sending out of state for protection. It was my parishioners that were concerned. But this black church over here was having a press conference I wasn't even invited to. Then there was another one where several members of the pastor's council were 
were announcing an initiative with the police department to to ally the fears of the community and police community relations and blah, 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 blah. They never called Brother Swan. Never called me. Never said anything to I had calls literally from white clergy all over America because it made national headlines. And, you know, anything we can do, Reverend Swan, how can we help? How can we assist? Black preachers in my own city never said nothing. But then I find out they're having a press conference to announce a partnership with the police for police community relations that was based upon my incident that they didn't even invite me to or tell me what's happening. I crashed the press conference. But that's what they do. We'll go get you safe Negroes. And we'll announce this initiative we're going to do for black people. And we're going to keep Talbert in the corner quiet. That That's on the same level of what the NFL did with Colin. We're going to go get Jay-Z. We're going to announce this initiative, this endeavor towards social justice. We ain't going to include Colin. And we're going to keep him blackballed and keep him on the sideline. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Uh, yes, uh, uh, thanks for taking my call. I'd just like to uh, let your um, honorable listening audience know that we lost a, uh, a great member of our community um, a few days ago, um, um, Michael Ann uh, Brisney for Rise of Social Justice, um, a great, great, great leader in, in our community. Um, she was uh, instru- very instrumental in the um, galvanized support for the uh, board representation. Um, the tent city that we had here in Springfield, the um, um, you know the, uh, the so so much recognition of um, the, the plight of, of poor people in, in in the city, and uh, she would be uh, greatly missed and uh, and uh, and as a motivation for us to uh, continue um, social activism and, and doing great things in the community. Uh, thank you very much. All right. I appreciate your call. Um, and for sure, Michael Ann was a warrior, a um, a constant voice um, for many, many years um, on a myriad of issues around social justice. Um, the glue that really held Arise uh, together. She and I worked together through the years on many, many different things. Uh, we were both uh, plaintiffs on the lawsuit, the original lawsuit against the city um, that eventually started a 12-year cycle to bring ward representation uh, to the city of Springfield. And so um, our condolences to her family uh, and to Arise and all that knew and loved and worked with uh, Michael Ann Busey. 413-736-2781. Uh, but that's the tactic. That's the tactic. Um, we'll go get someone uh, who we think can resonate with the people um, and we'll shut down dissent. We'll leave our dissenters off in the corner, the ones who raise the issue. Um, and we'll pretend like we're solving the issue without really doing anything about it. I, I, I've seen that played out so many 
times, so many times on the local level, regional level, state level, national level, seen it played out over and over again. Remember back in the 90s here in Springfield um, when we were going through a whole spate of um, cases and incidents of of police brutality uh, from the Ben Schofield murder on up to the Taheem Goff murder. Um, And there was a, a, a constant coalition of clergy who would speak uh, forcefully um, to the issue. Myself, Minister Youssef Muhammad, um, Apostle Brown, uh, uh, Minister Johnny, a um, number of us who would who would be out on the forefront. Uh, and yet every time we would galvanize the community, um, speak to the issue, challenge the city, they were able to run and get some other clergy who would tell black people everything's all right. Daddy going to take care of you. You know, nothing to worry about. You know, it's all going to be okay. It's past time for kneeling. We move beyond that. They're always able to find somebody to tell you it ain't as bad as you think it is. It's time to move on. That daddy's sorry. He going to do better. Even though he has no intention to. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Good morning. Um, I wanted to just let you know, uh, Bishop, that I agree with you totally. Um, that w- is what this country's history has been. You know, they always get the, the one person of color that they think that they can relate to um, and to appease everybody, appease themselves, and like you said, not make any serious uh, constructive changes. The chump in the White House is doing that. Um, the NFL is doing that with Jay-Z. And, um, I mean, I mean, think about it for a moment. Think about it for a moment. How do you, how do you say we're still going to leave Colin blackballed? We're still going to ostracize the black athletes who kneel for justice, but we're serious about impacting change and social justice. How do you say that? They're not. They're not going to do anything. I'm boycotting the NFL, continuing to. Because where's Cap? Thank you for your call. There is Pat. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. It's, it's, we're, we're past that. We're, we're past kneeling. We're, we're, done, we're done with that. We're done with that. Hove. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Take one more phone call. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Uh, um, um, this is a little different from what you've been talking about, but I want to find out about the dog here. Uh, oh, I know. You're on the air. There's a delay. All right, you're off the air now. Okay, you sounded confused. So listen, um, listen. Um, let me make an announcement. Uh, James Lewis is in the studio. He's coming up next with Mid Morning Jazz and Great Black Music. Um, this Friday night, meet me at the Spring of Hope Church of God in Christ. Uh, our jurisdictional women's department uh, 
uh, will be in a special service Friday night at 7 p.m., um, 35 Alden Street, the Brick Church, right there at Six Corners. Then on Saturday, all of you are invited. Saturday at 12 noon, our men's department is sponsoring a community cookout. There's going to be good food. Uh, there'll be vendors. There'll be music. There will be games. Uh, there will be a bounce house for the young folk. And here's the kicker now. There will be a game called Dunk the Bishop. Dunk the Bishop. I will sit in a dunk tank. And if you bad, if you got the right aim, you can dunk the bishop. But I know y'all, 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 y'all ain't got them kind of skills, so I ain't even worried about getting wet. I ain't even gonna bring a towel. Uh, so all of that is happening Saturday at 12 noon. Join us for worship at 11 o'clock a.m. on Sunday. And then don't forget, mark your calendar, get your tickets now. Go to the Facebook page of the Greater Springfield NAACP. Our annual Freedom Fund dinner is on September 12th, Thursday, September 12th, 6 p.m., Shay Joseph, our keynote speaker, is the indomitable preacher's preacher, the Bishop Rudolph W. McKissick, Jr. from Jacksonville, Florida. If you haven't heard him, you want to hear him. Bishop McKissick will be with us on the 12th. You don't want to miss the NAACP Freedom Fund Dinner. You're the last caller of the day. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bass. I think you have a great show. I just want to throw another idea out there. All right expired. I don't know what happened to you. I got to get out your way. James Lewis is up next with mid-morning jazz, great black music. It's always a pleasure being with you. Thank you, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everybody listening on the radio, uh, on the internet. Thanks for being with us this morning. Until the next time I talk to you and you talk to me, always remember, God loves you, and so do I.